Welcome to That Universal Podcast, a universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, That Universal Podcast. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by uh, the man who is an English Craig. We are joined by P-Dubs for Washington. Hello. We are joined by Mr. Hello. D. I was on mute. <laughs> Am I not? No. no Am I minority? No. Hello to you. Right, hang on a second. No, that's not how this works. If you're on mute and you miss your cue to say hello, that's on you. That, you don't get a second chance at that. You missed it. You fluffed it. Hey, rinse the t-shirt from well. Marks and Spencer's. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And we are. Jo- I don't want to say we are joined by a special guest because he's part of the team. But this is his first <laughs> appearance on the new podcast. So a welcome return. Thank you to a special guest, Mr. Ripley. <laughs> Happy nightmares. Do you know, some people message me on Twitter and say to me, oh, you should go on that Diz After Dark podcast. They'd like you on there. I'm thinking, <laughs> I am on that damn podcast. Well, that just, that just goes to show that you're not on it enough. Yeah, I that's, know. That's, all that, know. that's that, all that tells you. You've missed your chance for Diz After Dark. Well, yeah, that shit <laughs> yeah. well and truly sounds sunk in the ocean. Um, but Those yes. fuckers will never have you on now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, that, Sorry, that's... I went in a professional mode there. Nah, don't worry about it. This, this is the podcast that we can F and Jeff, it's fine. Not like can the other day when I had to edit myself saying fuck. That, uh, was, uh, that was annoying. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think as well, it's, it's right to say, especially with the roster we've got on tonight, that we are now officially Britain's biggest universal podcast. Yeah. There's no, no bigger cock. British universal podcast than this one. Well, I've never heard of any. No. And this one has got five people from Britain on it. <laughs> name, name me another one that has. So therefore, not, my claim is legit. I'm not from Britain. Oh, fuck off. This girls, this girls, kind of coconut chicken. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't look at them. I just see dairy milk. If you haven't, if you haven't already uh, figured this out, this is the podcast that I don't let my daughter listen to. Just in case she's wondering. Um... <laughs> So we we weren't originally going to record a Universal episode this week, but with everything that's been going on recently, it seemed ridiculous to wait any longer for the regularly scheduled episode. And Chris told us he was available, so... Well, all right, don't give away the trade secrets. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Everyone's going to be, like, like trying to book him off time, So he said he'd come up. Well, yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was good timing. It was good timing, really. Everything kind of worked out. So... Um, where do you want? Do you, do you, should we start at the newest news and then kind of work backwards? Or do you want to work from the oldest news and work forwards? What would you prefer, Mister Ripley? Um, uh, well, I don't know. Dealer's choice. What do you think? Dealer's choice. Um, what's start. happened since the last time we recorded? Then, uh, well, I mean everything, pretty much. But <laughs> let's let's <laughs> start <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's start Let's start as we mean to go on. So let's start with the newest stuff first. I've so, got a question for Chris. Has he issued any refunds yet? <laughs> refunds for what? Halloween Horror oh, Nights. Oh, for the event? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I apparently am the, the Halloween Horror Nights because people do 
literally messaged me and asked me if I can sell them tickets. So no, I, I can't say and sell you tickets. And no, I can't give you any refunds either to the ones I did sell. No, I didn't. Well, I was going to say, let's start the newest news first and work backwards, but let's start mm-hmm. the oldest news and work forwards because okay. just as we mentioned so many times, but yeah. um, before we get right into the crux of this, I want to yeah. just pull something out that happened to our scouse friend, Craig over there uh, about a month ago, maybe he got called out on Twitter for daring to ask the question on how people felt about going to Halloween Horror Nights this year and if the event should mm-hmm. go ahead. And he got pulled apart by a certain podcast who I mentioned, um, basically accusing him of jeopardising the event because he put a poll up asking people's <laughs> opinions for it. It's a mine and Craig's podcast that gets listened by about 70 people. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh. So I'm not a podcaster anymore. I'm an influencer. Yes. <laughs> Social media influencer. You're under the influence. Not enough. Oh, by Jove. How could I have gone this far into the episode and not even ask people what they're drinking as I just took a sip of my drink? Mr. D, what are you drinking? Uh, good question. I'm on the Hang on, gin and tonic again. That's all, I could, that's all I could get my hands on. It was a bit of a rush job tonight. So... Here we go. Cheers, cheers, chaps. This episode is a fucking car wreck at the moment. It will improve once everyone's had a drink. Some of our best episodes were car wrecks, let's be honest. Touche. Touche. Uh, P-Dubs, what tea are you drinking? What tea am I drinking? I am drinking twine and sleep tea. See? Oh. Oh. Obvious. Obvious. Grown a vagina. I'll tell you what. Good news, podcast listeners. Um, I've bought a box of um, Yorkshire tea. Because I'm going to attempt once again to try and get into tea. So I'll let you know on the next episode if I've I was successful. I've literally sent you yeah, oh. me discount code for the best tea on the planet. Yeah, okay. You're a man of your word, Mr. Branch. That's what you said you were going to do on the last podcast, and that's I, what you've done. I bought a box. I just haven't opened it yet. Uh, Craig, what are you drinking? Cherry Pepsi Max. Good lad. Mr. Ripley. From the bottle. Good lads. Good, good lad. Um, Mr. Ripley, what about you? I am drinking a Yorkshire tea biscuit flavour tea what? bag. Mm, yeah, like they that. do them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In a Universal Studios classic monsters mug that when you pour the tea in, it lights up the monsters. And my son um, likes to come over and look at the monsters and go, hey, like that. <laughs> I always wonder what your son sounded like. And now I know. Yeah, it's, it's literally what he sounds like. <laughs> And it is um, weird that tea because it does taste like rich tea biscuits, which probably does. means nothing to anybody in America, I would imagine. But oh, I don't know. If, if our American listeners can think of the worst tasting biscuit, then <laughs> they've probably got an idea well, of what the tea tastes like. Well, cookie, cookie. Yeah, and, and look, you know, the, the flavour of rich teas aren't offensive. Like I've got no problem with the flavour of a rich tea, but I don't like a rich tea biscuit. It's like mm. well. The, the main complaint about a rich tea biscuit, surely, is that if you try and dunk it in the tea, it always breaks off and then it's just mush in your tea. Not only does it, yeah. not only does it break mm. off, but also it doesn't, never fits in a mug properly. It's slight, ever so slightly too big. And a bigger mug. And you're look, listening to the Biscuit Appreciation mug. Society's podcast. Hey, look, all I'm saying is Craig is taking notes for his next podcast episode. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I am drinking um, a... Slimline tonic, and I've got a double measure of uh, white peach Gordon's gin. Oh, nice! Which so I bought. bought 
at the weekend, and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I've only taken a few sips, but that was a bit good one. Um, right, so now we've put the world to rights. Um, Mr. Ripley, what the hell is going on in hell? Um, well, uh, I don't know. What is going on in hell? Well, I mean, I mean the, the, the firestorm that is Halloween Horror Nights this year. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. <laughs> what, was uh, the, what was the timeline? What was the timeline? Well, timeline was um, the week that... It was cancelled. It was cancelled on the Friday. So Fridays are bad news day. Um, everyone buries bad news on a Friday. It all started with Mr. Blair back in 9-11, when one of his advisors said on the 12th of September, let's release all those reports about schools that are failing. Um, so it's like, ah, bad news Friday. So that's where it comes from. Um, and it's been going on ever since. You've got bad news story, put on a Friday. So anyway, they waited till the Friday and they genuinely made the decision the day before of whether they were going to cancel it or not. And they were still, as of the Monday and the Tuesday, they were still sending letters out hiring scare actors. So it was, it was that close to the wire. Yeah, because I did, you did see people on social media kind of um, tweeting to say that they've, you know, just been accepted or they're going for interviews for, for um, scare actors and stuff like that. So, you know, we could see that it was still going on. We also knew construction was still going on. Yeah. And I think, if I'm right in remembering, I think on the Thursday, you said that we might hear some news today. Or yeah, shortly. So I heard it from my contacts. And then um, it got officially announced on the Friday, but in the morning of the Friday, first thing, that was when they um, announced it to the team members via the team member website. And what have you had like any kind of inclination as to what the vibe has been from team members? Hang on. He's looking for his journal. Team members have just sabotaged the call. <laughs> Universal's Ripley legal department have got involved. Is dead in his chair, just a, a dart in the sides of his head. It's knives out all over again. So, Mr. Ripley's appearance lasted all of five minutes. Back <laughs> well, to Ripley's scheduled programming. Uh, am I still here? Am I? You are still here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think my internet dropped out momentarily. So, anyway, what was the question? Um, have you had any reaction from team members about the announcement? Oh, well, some of them are absolutely gutted. I mean, some of them are really um, upset. Others, you know, sympathise and understand why that decision was made. Um, there's a few people I know who are still on furlough 
And what with the money they get from the government, plus the furlough money and some insurances they've got, they're actually earning more money on furlough than they were when they were working for Universal. So, um, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So um, it's a mixed bag, really. But I think generally most people deep down realise that it was probably the right decision to cancel it. Yeah, I mean, we've speculated for, well, since COVID happened, really, about what might happen. And none of us wanted it. No one wanted it to be cancelled. But at the same time, you've got to think about, is this safe? Is, um, you know, is it the right time to do something like this? And I I think the honest answer was no, no matter how much. And look, you know, some of us are going out there. You know, we don't want it cancelled if we want to go out there. No. but I think with, you know, what's been going on and the fact that, you know, th- obviously the, the thought was that by now it would have eased somewhat and in Florida especially it's kind of gone the other way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they could have. And I suppose at, at some point Universal had to make a decision. They could have held off until the week before the event and cancelled it in well, one way, but... Their hand was was pushed, basically, because they... The first thing that made them really nervous was, I, I don't know how much of it we kind of recognize being that we follow theme parks, but the wider public were being told through the media that COVID was spiking in Florida purely because of Disney reopening. That was right. the narrative that a lot of big news outlets like Fox and CNN and others in the States and others across, I mean, even the BBC had an article to that effect, um, where they were saying it's Disney's fault that COVID is increasing in Florida. And how dare they reopen their theme parks? Nobody needs to go to a theme park. That's that was coming out. So Universal was seeing that and thinking, oh, no one's twigged that we opened before Disney. But if we put our event out and spend millions marketing it and asking people to come to Florida to visit us to see this event, might we get tarred with the same brush? Might we then, you know, get all the negative press that Disney apparently was getting? Mm. Um, So that was the first thing that worried them. And um, the second one was there was talks that the IPs whom they'd paid a lot of money to have at the event for the different houses. Some of them were very, very uncomfortable with their product being used by Universal during a pandemic to bring people to a theme park. Now, I should imagine there is no clause within a contract that gets you out of it because of a pandemic. But I'm sure their legal people were talking to their legal people and saying, you know, this is not on. And there's a lot of speculation as to which IP holders that was, and no one really knows for sure, but there was definitely some kind of discussion like that going on. We're looking at you, Jamie Lee Curtis, not that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, I I suppose from a business point of view, Mm. with that second point, you've got to think that, you know, if Universal... And I mean, we've got some idea of what some of the IPs may have been. But when you're talking about IPs that obviously Universal don't own um, and they want to use, that's normally with other film studios or, you know, production companies, TV companies, all that. And are you really going to risk future working relationships Mm. 
because that's that's really what it is right you know if you if you upset your sony's or your warners or well, i'm sure fox weren't involved but um you know if you if you upset set those companies now what's going to happen next year or the year after when they come knocking on the door saying we want to use your ips again well funny funny you should say that nick because you're absolutely bang on because I tell you Let's this change. now, and this is this is absolutely come straight across my desk earlier today. So this is hot off the press, if you like. I heard a rumor from that, from a reasonably good source that said that Universal were prior to the pandemic considering trying to obtain the rights to Stranger Things to put into a theme park. Full time. Wow. Now. If Netflix has got a property like Haunting of Hill House at Halloween Horror Nights this year, and Netflix is not very happy that they're proceeding with the event and it may affect their brand, might that then put them at odds for them trying to obtain the rights to have Stranger Things in any future potential theme park that they may or may not be building? Well, absolutely. Yeah. So Makes, makes perfect sense. Mm. And I suppose as well they also had the added kind of pressure that you know disney turned around and said we're cancelling not so scary halloween which is you know as big for them as halloween horror nights is for universal yeah yeah well yeah well i mean financially it probably is brings extra money in i think Halloween is a whole different level in terms of the business for universal but you're right it does bring in a lot of money i mean it's a shame Mm. It is a shame, but uh, I think it was the right, you know, under the circumstances, I think it was the right thing. I mean, me and Craig were going together. We were talking about how they could possibly justify, or not not justify, but how they could possibly logistically um, let the event happen. Yeah. With how it is, because, you know, I know a lot of people listening may have gone to Halloween Horror Nights at some point, but for those that haven't, it, it's like a conga. It's like a, every time you go to a house, it's like a massive, slow-moving conga line. Yeah. Well, the, the thing was that their plans to open it during the pandemic um, had, had been pretty much signed off by the city of Orlando, and they had already spent a lot of money adapting the houses to include for social distancing and to have put plexiglass between the scare actors and the public and widening corridors and swapping out human scare actors for more um, special effect type scares. So they'd already spent, you know, a, quite a lot of money, um, you know, adapting these houses ready for the event. So now it begs the question, do they keep these houses in situ and then wait 12 months? Do they adapt them? Do they then have to go back to the IP holders and say, please, may, may we use it next year? We've missed our chance. You know, might they say we want more money? Universal now strapped of cash might not necessarily be able to afford big bucks. Um, how can they keep the houses locked down within these sound stages without, you know, a team member walking past and clicking a photo or, you know, all of those issues? Um, so they, and then obviously they, they do generally get some filming for the rest of the year. So they will have potentially outside people that wanted to use these spaces for, you know, different things. So they, I think there's a lot of issues that they may or may not have considered just yet that are going to start permeating through into the discussion. Mm. So, I mean, you know. you'd like to, you'd think 
that the houses will be kept as is. Yeah. Because they're ready, you know, they're, they're, they'll be very close to being completed. Yeah, they're, they're ready. And you would also assume that the contracts that they have are probably for the event, not necessarily, you know, a period of time. I mean, maybe they are, but I'd be, I'd be surprised if the contract is, you know, you can use this IP between the months of September and November 2020. Yeah, I think it depends on the, the IP. Uh, I, I think as well, a lot of IP, well, not a lot of IP, some IPs you have to go through like a, a third-party type broker. And I think they sometimes use like a standard form. Um, so different brokers have different forms maybe. So some IPs are slightly easier to obtain than others um, because this the, the, the intermediary goes through and does all the checking and approving before it gets passed to the actual IP holder for approval just to filter out people that are sort of time-wasting and stuff like that. So I, I don't exactly know how they do their IP obtaining process and the contracts that are involved because obviously this is all top secret information. I have spoken to uh, previous IPs that they obtained. I mean, for example, back in 2007, when they had Freddie Jason and, and Leatherface, that was a contract with New Line Cinema before it was bought out by Warner Brothers. And that contract uh, essentially allowed them to use those characters. I think it was on like a three-year basis. Um, and then it had to be signed off and approved um, each time they wanted to use in that high Halloween Horror Nights. But I think from memory, they only officially used them once within that three-year period um, because of potential increases in the value of them being used in subsequent years, if you understand what I mean. So they're very, very complicated, these contracts. They're probably all different, and it's really difficult to speculate which ones are which and which ones they can and can't use, and it will just be a case of, suck it and see and see what see what happens in 12 months mm. it's definitely going to be interesting um i mean the other thing as well and i think the thing that a lot of people look forward to <laughs> for the event the most is merchandise yeah so i wanted to touch on that a little bit but i wanted to kick off because one of the things that they have had this year as they do uh for, for most yearly things anyway is uh, some exclusive AP merchandise. That's yeah. annual pass. And there's a nice T-shirt that they release for the annual pass holders, but mm -hmm. I want to I want to pick them up on it. Mm -hmm. Now I know you picked them up on something, and it's not that for me. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a slogan. Mm -hmm. Thirty years, thirty fears. <laughs> yep. Now, to me, that suggests. There's been 30 years, but it also suggests there's only been 30 fears. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not keen on that. Oh, so you're not keen on the, the actual, what it means, rather than the actual... If it was 30 years of fears, yeah, I'd go, okay, that, that works. It's a, you know, a bit of a, not play on words, but, you know, it, it kind of, you know, rolls. Yeah. But 30 years, 30 fears just sounds like every year there's been at least one thing that's scary about it. Yeah. Yeah. Technically I'd, speaking, there's been more than that, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you consider there's, what, normally somewhere between eight and ten houses on average. Yeah. yeah. Especially in more recent years. I just, I just thought it was a, a poor choice of um, phrase, that was all. 
was you by chance watching um, Cats Does Countdown the other day? Uh, no, I haven't watched Cats Does Countdown yet. Oh, okay. A guy does a very similar joke on that. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. I was being serious, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad someone can make make light of it. I hope it was uh, Nick Mohammed, but I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. It was. Um, yeah, hey, <laughs> uh, I know my guys. Um, I mean, I mean, I thought you know the t-shirt for for traditional Halloween Horror Night fans is is obviously good because it has some iconic um, Halloween Horror Nights original creations mm-hmm. on it. Um, but you know, you're you're more the historian than than I am. So you know, what what do you make of this range? What the range of merchandise? Um, hmm. Well, it, 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 it's I, I love the fact they're bringing out the old designs and reissuing them. I know a few uh, t-shirt collectors. There's quite a few of those, believe it or not. I can't think of anything worse to collect because you can't really show them off that well. T-shirts, but anyway, take up a lot um, of real estate. Yeah, I know they take up a lot of room, don't they? Um, so I, I quite like that, um, especially some of those older designs, which I was. I was quite interested to see the original Fright Nights design from year one. They've completely redrawn that. I don't know why they've done that, but um, I thought that was just interesting. But no, in terms of the range, um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, I think we're obviously missing a lot of stuff because a lot of stuff would have had IPs on it and other houses that we won't know what they are now. Um, So that's a shame. And in terms of the tribute store, there is a third room that they've not opened yet. And it does say on the door, coming soon. So I would imagine it's probably filled with something to do with one of the houses that they're swiftly removing, but um, we shall see. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we are planning to buy the T-shirts, aren't we? We um, are, yeah. Everyone, everyone is... What did, what did you go for, Craig? Um, can't remember. Excellent. P Dubs, what's the one that you liked? I went with uh, the Jack one. Oh. I thought it was a proper iconic Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. He's obviously uh, long lived or long undead, should I say. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the design. Yeah. Mr. D, was there any that, that took your fancy or did you not really uh, focus too much on them? Well, I'd usually like to get one if I was gone, but um, this year, not probably not going to bother, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I took a look at them, but um, I hadn't planned to buy one this year. I think it's um, I think it's a good concept, like you, you kind of alluded to, Chris, because it's, you know, going back through the history. But the one thing, and maybe you know more about this than I do, but the one thing that kind of struck me as a bit odd is that we got four T-shirts released on the website, mm-hmm. um, but all of them were f- within the first ten years of Halloween Horror Nights. Mm. Yeah, I mean, did you do you know if there's they're, they're planning to do one some other events? I, I know you're right in that there are some years when they would struggle to do that because I think that 2017 event. Um, the, the only the only t-shirts i remember was the one i bought which was a bill and ted's one and the other one was one that had the um the freddy jason and Neverface on it yeah well i mean legal have, have been very adamant that they can't sell anything that may even suggest an outside ip um from the past 
Yeah. Um, it's actually the reason why they don't sell my um, book in the park because it mentions the previous IPs. I mean, that's how worried they are. Um, so, um, but there's been quite a few mistakes as well. You've been keeping up to date with these? No, I, I know, I know you pulled out a couple, but they wouldn't mm. really resonate with me. So, so what have you noticed? Well, the biggest one was the Fright Nights. They, they put the wrong date on it, um, 1990, uh, rather than 91, because 1990 makes sense for 30 years, but obviously it didn't. It was 91. Um, but that was on T-shirts, pins and posters, and um, they all got um, removed from the website after a few days when it had been reported um, I kept it quiet. I obviously noticed it straight away, but I thought, well, no, I'm going to try and buy some of this wrong <laughs> merchandise before it gets... Uh, anyway, I got managed to get it into my basket and pay for it, and then um, they sent me an email and said, oh, terribly sorry, but all the 1990 merchandise has now been returned back to the supplier, so you won't be getting anything. And, of course, the people that did get some stuff have been putting it on eBay. Um, you know, there's a pin on eBay for $2,000, I think it is, who earns? You know, which you'll never sell. No. No one ever, you know, no. no one ever pay that for it. So. No. But, uh, yeah. And what was the one? I noticed there was one about uh, a ticket. Yeah, well, the usher's got a... The, the usher... When the usher had his um, photo taken for the press pack that year, um, he was holding a ticket that said the wrong thing on it. Um, <laughs> nobody noticed but they've used this picture to give to an artist in order to redraw and they haven't put the right information they've kept the wrong information on this ticket so um, that's been picked up by a few people um, does it say Mickey's not so scary on it? <laughs> I mean it, you're talking like uh, really tenuous only fans would know Yeah, uh, rubbish Um then apparently there was a um, a Easter egg uh, of Bloody Mary in the tribute store, and of course can't have her. She's under an IP as well, so um, that was replaced by a broken mirror. So if you look carefully in the tribute store, there is a broken mirror, and that's the Easter egg for Bloody Mary. <laughs> so yeah, a few things like that really. Fair enough. Um, guys, was there was there any other questions you had about Halloween Horror Nights? I just wonder, do you, do you actually think it'll happen next year? Do you think we'll have moved on from this um, COVID by next year? Do you think there's enough people going to keep Universal and Disney and Florida, that area, Orlando, going? Joe, it's all part of one big picture, isn't it? It's not just Halloween Horror Nights, a small event, even though it's a big event, but it's a dot on the on the global. But how do you see the numbers picking up? I just can't see it. Um, well, that's a very good question. Just before I answer that, there was one other mistake I just remembered. Um, today, they started selling Creepshow vinyl um, Funko Pops. So... Mm. They've got removed very quickly. <clears throat> ah, I yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, to answer your question, Craig, I don't think anyone knows because obviously we we all of us living pretty much have not lived through a pandemic, so God only knows. To be honest with you, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think anyone knows. 
Um, I mean, I, I used to compare it to 9-11. I don't think you can anymore. I think this is by far the most disruptive thing to travel that's ever happened. So I don't know. I really don't know. And these parks, as much as, you know, as much as people like this listen to them, to us and go to them, the locals, that is, um, they're not enough to keep these places afloat. They need millions and millions of tourists to come through MCO every week. So I don't know. Hmm. You've got to be running at a loss now on a daily basis. Is, is, oh, yeah. yeah. Is this why certain rides have been shut down and mothballed? Yeah, you've got, you've got ride closures, you've got staff still on furlough, you've got a lot of uh, restaurants and things that haven't reopened, um, you've had Epic Universe has effectively been cancelled, um, you've got um, Halloween Horror Nights being cancelled, I mean, it, the, the Christmas stuff is probably cancelled. Um, it, it's costing them millions a day, essentially. Um, and to be honest with you, there's only so much you can carry on doing for that. Well... I mean, I don't know whether the ticket price has been lowered or are they still apparently. charging the same? So they no, no. have been lowered. Yeah, apparently, yeah. So that's yeah. even, that's like a double whammy for them as well because mm-hmm. they're not even, they must be running at 10. I mean, oh God, the hotels. Yeah. They've got to be shutting them down soon. Well, I some think. of them haven't even reopened. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They've, they've just gone, no, we're just not, not going to open. That new one's sitting there empty. Yeah. They've not um, even officially opened it. The dock, dock side, or yeah, yeah, uh, the official opening like the week before everything went down, but no one's stayed in it. I mean, I know there was a dip after 9 11, but this is this is unprecedented times we're living in. Yeah, we've penciled yeah. in 2022 to go back, but even that, I mean, I know this is a universal podcast, but the Disney side of stuff, Disney. It's like trying to steer the Titanic safely through the waters. It's so huge that mm. that could just collapse on itself. I just, I just don't know what the future holds. I mean, I think it might have been yourself, Chris, that turned around and said that occupancy, not occupancy, attendance at the moment is like 94% lower. Yeah, it is, yeah. Which is just... You, yeah, as Craig said, you, you do have to wonder how long they can they can carry on for. I mean, they've, I think they've just got to weather the storm. I think they really have. But, you know, after 9-11, people kind of adapted what they were, were doing for a period of time. Mm. But flights weren't being cancelled left, right and centre. You know, yeah. I don't know, I, I can't remember how long flights grounded for now after 9-11, but it wasn't months, it was days. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a couple of weeks, but, you know, we can't, even if we wanted to go, even if we wanted to go to Orlando this year, you know, most airlines are not flying out until nearer Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, I I, I worry for the state of Orlando um, because I, I, the state of Orlando, not Orlando is a state, I know it's not. Um, but because of the the financial impact of people not coming in, yeah, you know, think of how many hotels on I drive that rely yeah. on you know people coming in, um, as well as the, the theme park hotels, and yeah, it's 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 crazy times. Um, 
I, I, I think they'll get through it. I do think they'll get through it, but I think it will involve more layoffs. I think we'll see a lot of changes in the parks. I don't think those parks will be the same for a long time now. Just because they're having to cut back on things. I mean, Disney, for example, all their equity actors haven't returned to work. Um, so yes. they've got no proper shows on at the moment. Yeah, I saw they're replacing a few shows, aren't they? For mm. that reason. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I, I think Halloween Horror Nights probably will go ahead next year, if I'm honest. But that's yeah. that is based on things happening that people are predicting are going to happen, such as a you know vaccine that's pretty effective. Um, oh, yeah, I do. I mean, can, yeah. I got a mistake. No, I was just going to say I don't. Yeah, I think like Halloween Horror Nights is like an add-on, isn't it? It's a it's an extra profit generator. So if if the parks, if the basic park operation isn't stable next year, then you ain't going to be adding Halloween Horror Nights to that. They've got to get they've got to get to a situation where they've got a stable, normal operating resort first. Mm-hmm. Whether that's because of a vaccine or because we settle into some kind of half half normal state like everybody thought we were going to be in um, we're not quite there yet we're slipping back but hopefully by next year we are in some kind of half stable state or, or there is a vaccine there's just, there is just so much unknown I mean apparently the Russians have invented a vaccine that they're just about to start rolling out um, and then I was reading as well today that a cruise ship um in Norway had uh, started up and got customs and blah, blah, blah. And it had to be um, sent back to port early because um, a third of the staff contracted um, COVID. And it was only found out when they thought the staff had a neurovirus, but it turned out a third of them had COVID, but only one person out of a third of the whole crew showed any actual symptoms. So a third of the people had COVID, but didn't know they had it. I mean, how many viruses are there this serious where you may get it and you don't even know you've got it? So you may be walking around passing it on to thousands potentially of people. I I don't think it's been... I've never known anything like it in in that regard. Absolutely not. Um, Did you see the the summer camp in Georgia? Um, where 200 children were diagnosed. It was in the, the mirror yesterday, the Sunday mirror. 200 yeah. children were at a summer camp at Camp Crystal Lake by the lake. And Camp two, Walking Dead in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> poor ventilation, no masks, uh, no, you know, no protection, no social distancing. Um, 200 of the children tested positive. Mm. Now, I mean, the only thing, I will, and I know this sounds a bit loopy, but the only thing I'll say right now is that there are a lot of people making tests and a lot of those have been found to not be as accurate as things, as they should be. You know, they should be accurate, but that's often not the case. So it'd be interesting to see just, you know, if that was true and all those tests were completely accurate or if there was a kind of you know, false false testing, false positives going on. Um, 
Mm. But either way, I mean, the thing is, I would, I would genuinely go to Universal next year if there was, um, you know, if there was something that made sure that, um, you know, there was a vaccine or a preventative or a cure uh, even by that time. And I, I think even next year, we are still going to be in a situation where masks are going to be mandatory. You're still going to have to wash your hands everywhere um, and everything like that. Um, but as long as I felt I would be safe to go, I, w- I would go with those conditions. Mm. So, you know, I, I wouldn't let it stop me doing anything. But right now, when you don't have that, you know, kind of guarantee... Um, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. But you did yeah. mention, you did mention a little bit earlier, just, just mm. slipped it, just slipped it there, just, just nudged it as mm. she was going on to something else. You did mention that Epic Universe is, is, uh, is dead. Mm. Dead like Halloween Horror Nights. So that was the other news that came out of this weekend. Yeah. And again, the return of Bad News Friday. I mean, Jesus, mm. what are we going to have this Friday? Oh, God, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what can you tell us about Epic Universe? Well, I mean, it, it had a shape... Well, I think the city of Orlando knew before anyone else or had an inclination that it was going to be cancelled because they suddenly, a few months ago, found some money to help them uh, sort out some drainage that was causing an issue. So I think that was a kind of a, a golden handshake. Please keep building this. We need it for jobs and blah, blah, blah. And of course, um, that wasn't a huge amount of money, but it wasn't obviously enough to keep it going. Um, and I think that they've, you know, we've spoke about this before. They've probably rethought the whole list of IPs that they were going to use. I mean, some of them... You know, I mean, Nintendo aside, um, and probably Universal Monsters aside, are the other ones massive draws? I don't know. Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Interested in a Universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're costing a lot of money, some of them as well. So um, that may have been an issue, but of course, obviously the pandemic put the nail in the coffin. So the official answer is yes, it will be proceeding, but it's just on pause. But they've never officially announced what the IPs were that they were going to have in the park, despite us all sort of knowing through... Um, different briefings that they've done to shareholders and things and they gave us the artwork and they were all pretty clear as to what they were yeah you could pretty much work it out i mean alicia stella had done a lot of work on that um but you know it it, i think they'll i think they probably will proceed with it but i I think we're gonna have to wait a very long time before they pick that back up um and when they if and when they do it will probably be a whole different suite of ips and I should imagine if they're going to be doing capital expenditure to update the parks, I'd probably they might just go ahead and put Nintendo into, say, Kid Zone. And that, that was um, a question I was going to ask you, Chris. How's that going to affect Halloween Horror Nights? Well, I, I think we discussed this before when it was the plan to do that, that um, it would have quite a lot of impact. Um, 
logistically moving people, um, particularly when the event, you know, when the event has so many people going to it. I mean, if it's going to be a quiet event for the next couple of years, then maybe that is the ideal time to shut down Kids Zone and, and, and do a Nintendo installation. Um, but, you know, I, uh, it's very sad because a lot of the people that are working on that, some of them have been let go, others have been moved on to different departments, different projects. So, you know, it, 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 to me, it just looks like it's been kicked into the long grass. I mean, do you remember when Disney said, oh, we're going to do Hyperion Wharf? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the drawings, all the artwork, oh, this is what we're going to do. That's what we're gonna do. And then it just got kicked in the long grass. Everyone forgot about it for ages. And then suddenly, ah, oh, we're going to do Disney Springs now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think the, the, the problem with any IPs that you have for me at least is you've got you've got a there's a period when you need to get them in there yeah so you know say avatar over the over the road right yeah had that been built you know three or four years later it would seem so out no, no matter how good it was it would be, seem so out of date it already felt a bit out of date when it did open yeah because yeah. of the length of time from when the film had come out to uh, that opening um, and yeah I know it was the biggest film of all time but you know by that point no one really cared about it and you, you've got to be careful because you know one of the, the things one of the areas that were supposed to be theming around dragons yeah. now that last film was made last year allegedly that was the last film in the series was was last right. year um, I know there's some there's been some TV spin-offs and I think I think they might have all finished up now as well. So when you're then opening a land about something, when you've got nothing new supporting it, it's quite risky. Mm. You know, think when uh, Wisdom World opened. Yeah. That was, you know, they were still in the thick of that movie series being made. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the perfect time for that to to open. Um, But with things like that, um, and also, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it was heavily rumoured that um, Fantastic Beasts is going to have an area over there. And I can't say that that series is in limbo, but it is obviously a damaged brand as we speak. And coming yeah. to an end. They could quite easily end it with this next film. <laughs> they could. And I think they will. You reckon? Yeah, because of because of what's happened, there's been backlash against Johnny Depp. There's backlash against her now. I can't see them going ahead. I think this and Ezra Miller as well. Yeah, it's, it's a risky like, bet to put money into that now. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Um, but, but the thing was, the when the was it Steve Burke, the guy who used to run Comcast? I think so. Yeah, yeah. See, he was he was um, Bob. Uh, not Chapek, the other one, Bob Iger's um, nemesis when he was at Disney. And he was a theme park guy. So ideally, he wanted to run Disney, I think. Um, but when he left and the new guy took over, who was the accountant, essentially, for Comcast, um, whether it was his decision or a board decision, but there was a decision made within Comcast that the theme parks would not be chasing too many IPs, that they had bought DreamWorks and other properties and that, Universal should be using their own suite of characters more. Um, you know, that's why you get these strange things like um, that cafe that they rebranded. Oh, the uh, Today's Cafe. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got G- Jimmy um, 
Fallon. Fallon and stuff mm. like that. So you, you've got this push now, and this decision obviously happened after they announced Epic uh, Universe. So this push to use only their own stuff may that be another considering factor that will push them to go down a route where they go, look, we've got all this stuff. Why don't we put that into Epic Universe? We don't need any troubles with you know, J.K. Rowling or whoever and lots of fees going out. And, you know, if, if you think about, say, like the Jaws ride, you don't need to have seen the Jaws films to be terrified of a giant 30-foot shark chasing you in a boat. So it, it's stuff like that that might make them just rethink and think, look, we've got all this catalogue of over 100 years of filmmaking. We've made many, many more films than Disney ever did. So... We've got a huge library. We've bought loads of libraries of different things. Let's use them. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to completely reset and rethink Epic Universe and then come back in a few years' time, hopefully when this is all blown over and people are going back to theme parks, and then to rebuild it with their own stuff. And that's the thing we've always said, isn't it? They've yeah. filled those parks now with stuff that isn't theirs. Yeah. And yeah. it's... It's ridiculous. And we've seen they've done something on one of their properties that's been a massive hit this year in Bourne. We didn't yeah. see it coming, no, but it has been not. a big hit for them. Massive, massive hit. So massive. Look, at, look at that. And I know Fast and Furious wasn't the hit that they were hoping for, but what do they expect when they take a bit part out of a tram tour and put it in an attraction? Yeah. If you're going to do it, spend the money on it rather than fucking mm. around with it. Yeah, I mean, if they'd have made a test track meets Fast and Furious, I think yeah. we would all would have loved that, but they didn't. So <laughs> there's so many there's so many things they could do. I mean, what what you want now, and I think Chris, what you wanted to say, mm. if I'm honest, what you wanted to say without embarrassing yourself, which is why I'm here, <laughs> is what they need to do is scrap what they've put together for Epic <laughs> Universe and just go right. We're real bit. We're going to rebuild Kong. We're going to rebuild Back to the Future. We're going to rebuild Jaws. And you know what? You don't even have to rebuild them, right? Because they've already got a Kong attraction, and you know the original one was obviously different and better. But you could maybe do something else. Um, Jaws. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could do something else. I'd like to see that one kind of replicated. But Back to the Future, right? Why don't you make a DeLorean roller coaster? Yeah. You know, rather than do another simulator ride, why not go? We'll just make a brand new Back to the Future ride. They've got. Uh, these what about using the good. time train? Disney built a train ride up the road. Mm, yeah, but Universal also built a train ride. It's called the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, but it's not the same, <laughs> is it? No, it's not the same. But do you know what I mean? Like they, they've got those properties now where they've taken them out of the parks because you know they were seen as old, and yet. There's still so much. One thing that I think Universal don't really value is the longevity of some of their properties. Yeah. I mean, Jaws is, what was Jaws? Was it its 45th anniversary? No, 45th anniversary recently? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. It was its 45th anniversary. So it's Jaws. So, like, that film now is still, you know, seen as a classic. They. You know, quite often it gets re-released at the cinemas. Um, you know, it, it often appears on TV, especially over the summer. You know, people still care and watch Jaws. Back to the Future was 35 this year. Um, yeah. Again, 
you know, they've done a whole, because of its 30th anniversary, you've seen loads of merchandise, like Funko released a load of pops. Uh, NECA are releasing uh, action figures and you're like using the actual likenesses of the actors for the first time. And um, they're also doing a line of the animated series as well. Okay. You know, not everything can be a winner, but you know. Um, but the, the fact is, companies wouldn't go and pay the money for these IPs if it didn't sell. Yeah. And it sells because of nostalgia. Um, and funny enough, actually, not only did they release a Jaws line this year, there's also a King Kong figure that they're making this year. So oh, Necro wow. clearly the universal company. Um, but, you know, they have got these classic films in their archive. And we still haven't got, as you mentioned, a decent Fast and Furious attraction. What if mm. they took inspiration from uh, the Tron coaster? Yeah. yeah and yeah. just rethemed it. You could, you know, do something like that using that uh, same kind of technology. But that you just said it there. If Disney are prepared to make a roller coaster based on Tron, right? No offense, Nick. I know you love. No, Tron. no, none taken. Jaws, Back to the Future, ET were vastly more successful than the Tron films ever were, and still so, are. And still are. You know, it's just not rocket science, is it? I mean, if someone said to me, "Do you want to go on a roller coaster theme to?" train my dragon i'd say what is that i have no idea what that is if someone says to me do you want to ride the delorean around a bloody roller coaster yes i bloody would uh, don't don't worry chris give it give it about two more years you'll know all about dragons oh i know really all about that. that film franchise no they're good they're good honestly no, i'm sure i'm sure i've never probably. seen one never i will, I will say though one. now now my daughter is um into the books and she's watched the films but she enjoys the books a lot more as a tradition um but yeah you know what that that's what we want and i'll tell you what as well if they announced that that's what they were going to do they were going to open up this theme park down the road and we're going to rebuild all those classic attractions that you miss there wouldn't be a backlash over it no and they already know how to build them yeah, they've already got the plans. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've got some got of the props. <laughs> but, you know, it's like this retro merchandise that they've been selling for their 30th anniversary. They can't sell it quick enough. Honestly, they've mm. had a, a, such a boom on their merchandise website that it has been regularly crashing because of how much people are buying this retro stuff. They love it. Yeah, I'm, I, need, I need the jumper. Um, I might buy the fanny pack. I've not had yeah. one of those for a while. Um but the whole range is is great. Yeah. I want to want that ringer t-shirt as well. Um but yeah, nostalgia sells. Nostalgia sells. Well, and, Disney's made a career out of it, haven't they? Let's be honest. Well, yeah, to an extent, but even you know, going back to the Tron coaster, even I, when they announced it for Shanghai, couldn't work out why. And I was even more confused when they announced it for Florida. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not making a new film. Actually, you know what happens now? I've said that out loud, and then tomorrow, after this tomorrow. episode comes out, yes, of course it will, because that's what always happens. <laughs> always happens. And it will start Jared Leto, and uh, <laughs> Darth Punk will be coming back to do the soundtrack, and Joe Kinski will be back to direct. There you go. You've, uh, don't worry about the news tomorrow, guys. I've just announced it now. You got it. Um, <laughs> it's tomorrow Friday. <laughs> no, because it's good. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Um, Ripley. Um, Tuesday. Well, actually, actually, no, you know what's going to happen. They're going to announce Tron 3 tomorrow and they'll announce the director's coming back and they'll announce Daft Punk and then on Friday... They cancel it because they've run out of money. No, fr- <laughs> Friday, Friday's when they announce Jared Leto. 
No, Friday's when they announced Johnny Depp's going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, he's 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 weeks away from getting cleared, right? He's going to be back in everyone's good books. Mark my words. Probably will be, yeah. Um, I, no, I, I, it's going to happen. I, I can't I can't see now that it won't do, even if. And I mean, obviously, there's no rumblings of anyone looking to to buy out Universal or the Universal theme parks. But even if that was to happen, even if someone came in and wanted to buy those theme parks away from Comcast, that land is not going to go to waste. That will be used at some point. But... Wet and Wild's coming back. Pardon? Wet and Wild will come back. They move out of the road. <laughs> World's biggest wet and wild. Funny you um, should mention that. Have you seen that on the quiet, and it's been on the quiet, how much, how many troubles they've been having at Volcano Bay? I saw a story not long after it reopened mm. where there was a bit of a fight. It's not so much that. It's a certain ride. I know what you're talking about. I read that as well. But it was a certain ride has been injuring people. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's been been pretty much on the down low this whole thing. And I haven't checked because the, there is a, a city of Orlando does have a, a a page where you can go and look at the courts and see what, who's suing who. And you know the theme parks often come up on there, but I haven't been on there and looked. But apparently, there's been a lot of injuries reported on one particular ride. Is it the Vertebraker? <laughs> Probably. I've never been to Volcano about. I haven't got a clue what it's like. I think, I'm, I think me and Mr. D are the only ones that have been to Volcano Bay, aren't we, Mr. D? Uh, yeah. I've yeah. been. I've had to cabanas there. Oh. I mean, cab- I've, I never went through the entrance. I only went to the, the ticket office. But, you know, technically I was in Volcano Bay. Cabanas are uh, lovely, that side of it. But it's the most overrated of the water parks. What, I'd more still, than Aquatica? I'd, well, I'd, I'd do Aquatica... Volcano Bay, and then the two Disney parks top. Ooh. Genuinely. Um, yeah. It's a car crash, all this tapu tapu. That was them trying to do magic bands, and it doesn't work. 115 injuries have been reported what? On, on one particular water slide at Volcano Bay, with one person being left paralyzed for life. Wow. Jesus, That's not a straight right. down one, is it? Um, I'm just looking it up now. So some of the injuries have included like skin scrapes, nosebleeds. People have been getting concussions. Some people have got whiplash. Um, the straight down one. I almost had a terminal wedgie on that one. That's <laughs> not a good way to go. I right. don't think that's that that counts. Though. I don't think that would make a record. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It could. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it's very painful. PTSD after that. I did. It would. T-U-R-D. That, that was a fantastic ride, but I shat out about two pints of water when I got out of it. So I was right, T-U-R-D. It's called the Punga Racer. Oh, is that the one that's on the the gigantic, like, ring? Uh, I think it is. That, yes. that goes up on that great big loop at the top. Yeah, that looks like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, yeah, it literally has been causing a lot of damage to different people. So, this is why I don't like water parks. Yeah, I don't like them either. No. Be- because the thing is, like, at least when you're on a coaster, even one, even like a Rip Ride Rocket, you're strapped in. 
I mean, it doesn't feel like you're strapped in, but you're strapped in. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, <laughs> there's not many places you can go. But water rides, I mean, do you remember that story? It wasn't even that long ago. Do you remember that kid that got decapitated? Yeah. God, what? what? Yeah. It was... Um, yeah, which part was oh, that? It wasn't... It wasn't Florida. No, it wasn't it was, Florida. Um, and it so, was, I think it was listed as the, the biggest water slide in the world. But to be honest, someone got decapitated on the people mover, so... What? Did they? Yeah, stood up. Because they went into one of the tunnels and it ripped their head off. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> They're the stories that Disney don't tell you. But if you find the right books... Wow. Yeah. Someone also got squished in the uh, Carousel of Progress. There's well, a joke well, in there, we, but I'm I'm not going for it. Who, who, who was we, we were talking about that recently, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. I know, I know, we talked about that recently, but not on this podcast, obviously. Yeah. Um, and of course, th- there was somebody that died on um, Small World in Paris. Yeah. Borden and, or? and Phantom Manor. Um, but yeah, this uh, could... so that was the Hall of Presidents, Chris. They just they just haven't discovered the bodies yet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> the, um, can <laughs> you can? Yeah, you can. The, the kid that got decapitated on the water slide. What happened was there was like a net above the slide, and you know it must have been a weight thing or something. Like it was too light, but either way, like kind of hit a hill, went flying up into this net, and yeah, swish. Well, I don't. I don't know if that was a sound, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was probably more like it. Yeah, um, but anyway, that's why I don't like water rides, uh, water parks. So, um, yeah, sod, sod them. But yeah, that's that's pretty scary still. So, like hundred and seventeen, did you say? Something like that. Yeah, hundred fifteen, hundred seventeen. Jesus Christ, way too many. Um, the volcano itself is an absolutely thing of beauty. It's wonderful to look at. Mm. But <laughs> it was nice for my room. That's yeah. about as close as I want to get to it. <laughs> yeah, the, the theme park itself is the most overrated thing in the history of theme parks. Really, is. I mean, to be fair though, we didn't we did enjoy it. We only went one day. That was actually the day of the meetup. That's right. Um, we didn't. We used the tapu sapu, but we didn't actually need it because it was it was pretty quiet. So we didn't really kind of stress that to the max. Um, but but we did enjoy it. We, we thought it was really good. They got some good raids, and um, we actually had some pretty good food in there as well. So I would I definitely say it's it's worth a visit. Um, yeah, there was there's some there's some bits of it that aren't that exciting, but uh, overall it was pretty good. Fair enough. I think I still prefer the Disney parks, but uh, they're a bit. I think the theming's better in the Disney parks. Just give me Discovery Cove. That's about as water park as I want to get uh, right now. I've been to Discovery Cove, so can't can't so comment. Good. So good. Um, all right, so yeah, Epic Universe is definitely going to happen. It just won't be. What, when was it supposed to open? Twenty twenty three. Something like that. I mean, yeah. they don't forget they have spent a buttload of money on it already, so they won't. Well, want I mean, it, it for too long. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to finish it, and also as well, um, like you say, um, I mean, the governor. In, in Orlando seems to be a bit of a fruit loop or is he is he the governor of Florida or whatever it is mm. anyway he seems a bit nuts um oh yeah um, the governor of the state yeah. yeah yeah but but they will want to you know that is that that is a, a 
construction project is going to create a lot of work. And when it opens as a park and a hotel and resort, that's going to bring in a lot of jobs. True. I mean, don't forget as well, there is only so many construction companies in central Florida. And it was the case in the last few years because of the extra money that Disney was pouring in, that there was a huge shortage of companies to do big, big construction projects in that area. And it wouldn't be sort of out of the realms of possibility that perhaps Universal was having to pay a premium in order to compete with the amount of work that Disney had. So even that cancelling it might save them money in the long run if they were paying a premium to builders to mm. build it now, whilst Disney at the very same time was also building like Billio across the road. Mm. So, you know, there might have been a saving or that may have been another factor in their decision. Yeah, because I mean, I suppose the other thing as well is when stuff gets back up to speed, there'll probably be more competition. Yeah. As yeah. well. It wouldn't surprise me if a few other construction companies spring up in this time as well. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, you're going to find a lot of small businesses cropping up, as this always does happen when they start letting people go. Um, you know, when Disney got rid of their animation department in Florida, a lot of them didn't go back to LA. They stayed in Florida, started up their own small businesses and started making their own little features and commercials and things like that. Mm. So mm. It, this does generally happen when a lot of people get let go. It'll all be uh, mask shops and iDrive. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. And it also gives them the chance to buy the rights to Game of Thrones. What do you mean by the rights? They had the rights already. That was the uh, that was the main part of the third gate. We've been saying this for the last six years. It would be funny if that does happen. Well, I'll tell you what, it would be timely. Because yeah. by the time it opens, it would probably be almost a decade since the show finished. So that, they'll be yeah. rebooting it by then. It'd be fine. Well, well, Martin still hasn't finished the boot yet, has he? That's the weirdest <laughs> That's thing. That's a good point. That's in the history point. of the planet, he's promised another two books, and yet they've already finished the TV series. How the hell does that work? Uh, Nostradamus. Bizarre. Although to be fair, it means that it's he gonna can be, actually write a better ending. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like GR's dream sequence. Daenerys Targaryen will, will wake up in the shower and it all never happen. Um I do I do know who that is, even though I've only watched about three episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Good old. My culture references let no no bounds. Um was there any other news that anyone wanted to bring to the table? There was one other thing. Um, I managed to get Halloween Horror Nights trending on Twitter yesterday. And how would one do so? Um, I asked people to put Jack the Clown is and then fill out the rest using predictive oh, text. Oh, you did, yeah. It was lovely. And um, I actually got an email from Universal thanking me for helping them promote Jack the Clown and Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> hey, you know, it's that kind of thing that gets films made, man. Well, they don't often reach out, so it was nice to, um, for them to recognise. So like, hmm, he's doing a better job than our whole social media team. Hmm, no. Well, well, to be fair, the social media team they had last year should have got sacked anyway from Halloween Horror Nights. What shambles. Sorry, that's someone's job, but it, they weren't good at it, that's for sure. Um, Is there a Jack the Clown movie written somewhere in a desk somewhere? Of course there is. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that there is possibly. 
when can I mean, we I imagine it? I imagine people were sat at home just writing them little short stories anyway. Oh yeah, there'll all be um, fan fiction and all that where they're all in the shower with them and all that. But all the icons, surely each one of them is strong enough to have its own film. Come on, come on. I can neither confirm nor deny. It's not often I say that. So take that with what you think. Boom! But Chris, I'm this isn't honest. Someone check Chris's notepad. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there. And I, I know we pretend we're all, all around one big table, but we're not. Um, but Chris, you know, I, I mean, I know uh, some stuff about Jack the Clown. Mm. But um, if, if I wanted to find out a bit more mm. about Jack the Clown, and maybe... Maybe how Jack the Clown has um, appeared at, at Halloween Horror Night events. Mm, yeah, where would where would one find that kind of information? Is there a kind of tome that contains these kind of uh, facts mm. about Jack the Clown? There is. Yeah, it's called the internet. Oh, <laughs> what? It's just Google or? Yeah, Google. No, no. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> You can find Chris on AOL chat. <laughs> I used to love AOL chat, AOL Messenger. Man, AOL Messenger was the boss. I met some right weirdos on that back in the day. <laughs> well, and it's not even talking about us. I was going to say, if, 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 uh, <laughs> if this show proves one thing, it's that you don't need AOL Messenger to meet some new uh, freaks. But uh, yeah, I was trying to give you a plug there. Yes, you were. I'm very sorry. Yes, you can buy the book. Um, there is a book by me that I write every year, I update it. And um, uh, you can go ahead and buy that. The, the cheapest and best place to buy it for, for, for me and for you is for Amazon. Um, but uh, you can get it from some bookshops. Books a million in Orlando stocks it, um, as well as some Targets and Walmarts. So, um, yeah, and uh, Barnes & Noble as well. And I, I'm not sure, I can't remember who it was that asked me the question, but your, your latest edition... Mm-hmm is the guide for 2020. Yeah. And somebody asked me the question, and I think I know who, but I'm not going to name them, um, but questioned, you know, what information about Halloween Horror Nights 2020 was in your book for this year. Well... So that's not really how it works. Yeah, so I dived deep into the previous year, and then I sort of set the reader up for what could be coming in the future which is a very difficult task. It gets more and more difficult every year to do that. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to, um, I mean, are you going to now pull the book from bookshelves because of the fact that Halloween Horror Nights isn't going on this year and then you can make it like a collector's edition? Well, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. And just, then just sell them all on eBay next year. Yeah, $2,000 $2, starting bid. I'm quite surprised how many people sell my book on eBay, actually. There's quite a few people do. It's just that's just cruel if you ask me. Mm. Not shiny author respect. Um was there anything else from anyone else? No. Not for me. I mean it's I mean it's been I've enjoyed the episode. I've enjoyed the episode, but it, it's not exactly ending on a on a high note, is it? It's just a bit down, isn't it? Yeah. I know. They, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't see what you can do, other than maybe I don't know Craig singing something by Cannon and Ball or something. But I, I can't. 
I can't see the light at the moment, if I'm honest. I saw them live in Orlando once. <laughs> I think you told me where you saw them in Orlando as well, actually. Mm, yeah, I probably spoke about it on um, Alas. Oh, yes, you would have spoke about it on our podcast, Alas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Their movie is a modern day classic. It's really not. And it wasn't even a classic back in the day. The boys in blue. I actually, blue, blue. I actually saw a TV show the other week which featured um, washed-up comedians having one last hurrah in Vegas. They were doing oh, a, a headline that. show, and Cannon and Bull were the compares. Have you yeah. seen the episode of The Sweeney with Morkman Wise? Right, this is not, this is not <laughs> Top Flight Time Machine. Not I need to... No, well, I, I listened to Top Flight Time Machine uh, over the weekend, and I need to go. It's on ITV. Catch Hub. up over at Hope, yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's on there for the next two weeks. Morecambe and Wise, Jewelry Thieves, yeah. gotta be done. But hopefully, when we next get together in a couple of weeks, we might have some better news. There's a comet hurtling towards Earth, and we're all <laughs> gonna die. To be oh. fair, to be fair, I, I think right now I'd probably take it. That's the new mission space. <laughs> There was a Category 4 hurricane heading for Orlando, wasn't there? Oh, for goodness sakes. The last one they need. <laughs> we definitely need to end it now, because at some point it's, it's going to be the earth is cracking down the middle yeah. by the end of this. When are the locusts and, you know, going to show up? Frog rain. Yeah. Show up in the mummy. Yeah. Hey, look, just think of it this way. If, um, if a comet hits the earth right now, not... Literally right now, as we're recording that, that would be really unfortunate. Just if as long as we get the episode out first. That's what I, just, just yeah. let me just let me get it out to at least the Patreons first, and then then that's fine. But if that happens, at least there is no chance of them ever making a sequel to Tom Cruise's Mummy film. There you go. I, it took me a while. It took me a while, but I managed to end the episode on a high. <laughs> there you go. Don't expect it every every week. Um, but Chris, Craig, the Pauls, thank you so much for oh, being oh. on tonight. Um, and we will see you for a more regularly scheduled episode of that Universal podcast in a couple of weeks. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.